Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Paul starts explaining that to the Jews, and he, and he does a really good job of, of hitting it four. He's literally four is the... The exposition of his verses. He, he does a little verse, and he has his own sermon here to talk about those those verses. So, um, we're, that's all four is going to do is just try to to prove to you or prove to the Jews really prove to the Jewish church um, that what he's saying is true. Uh, and why? Why does he have to do that? Well, what did he just do to the Jews? He just kicked them in the teeth, right? And he just, hey, I'm Paul. What's up? We're going to talk about grace first. We've got a few things we need to discuss. And he kicked them in the teeth. So they're all on the ground. You go, oh, this is bad. It's cool. And it's still terrible, right? Because he just took their gods, their beliefs of the way they get to heaven and get righteousness and just shred them right in front of them. And what happens when your, your God is challenged? You defend them. Right? Even if they're a false god. We kind of laughed about politics a little bit, but go into the world and pick on a false god and see how you get attacked. Well, we do that too. We, we attack those who just who come after our gods, even if they're false. So Paul knows this, and he says, I've got to break this down so you'll start believing me to the to the utmost part. So uh, this that's where we're going to. Um, and let's let's pray this start. Dear Lord, just thank you so much for being with us. Pray to you, uh, guide this guide these words, Lord. Just pray to you, help us to walk through this thick thick section of your your word, Lord. And just pray to you, guide my words, just to, to bring forth your glory. And uh, Jesus, name we pray. Amen. Amen. I've got to anchor myself to my notes a little bit, and I've got to anchor myself to the scripture. Open your Bibles to four. You can follow along. I'm not gonna read it all. You get to do that. In your notes. Um, but we're going to talk about that. The cool thing about four is we've got we've got several blocks. So we got some blocks, and Paul changes topics, and it's really clear. And it, and so we're going to just talk, take this stuff in chunks, break it down. Okay. The first block that Paul has is in chapter four, verse one through five. Okay. So the first thing he says is, "What then shall we say that Abraham?" You can just go ahead and stop. Why is he bringing up Abraham? We just, he just talked about kicking the Jews in the teeth, and they're going to fight back a little bit. Internally, they're like, ah, something's wrong here. Who did the Jews revere? Father Abraham. I mean, he was, he was the beginning, right? So Paul's like, he's reaching back to the beginning of their belief of their nation and saying, listen, if this explains, 
explain this to you a little bit. Um, and the interesting thing about Abraham uh, is that he was he was called righteous, right? No one disputed that he was righteous in the church. No one disputed that. But he was called righteous by God before the law was in place. This is pre-Ten Commandments. So it's just it's just an interesting time. And you get to kind of explore that this week. Um, but that's very important. Uh, so verse 2, it says, Hey, if Abraham was justified by works, as the end, if he had done the things that, in, that he needed to do to gain his righteousness, um, he would have something to boast about, but, but not before God. See, if, if Abraham had worked his way to righteousness, he would be the father of good works, and we would praise him on how all the good stuff he did, and we would follow his checklist and be good as well, right? But he didn't. He, he was there by faith, by faith alone. Um, <clears throat> so I got to tell you, if I don't stay with my notes, I'm going to chase, chase some rabbits. I'm going to try to see. Um, and so Paul quotes Genesis 15, 6. He's quoting this. They know this by heart. And it says in 15, 6, we're not going to read it. You get to read it. Abraham believed, and God credited righteousness. God credited it. And that, that word credited is a, is a big deal. We're going to discuss it. It's what it means. It means it means just to give, okay? In the example, he says, uh, just to kind of explain it, if you work, you get paid. So he says in verse 4, listen, if you do a job, you get paid. That's just the way it works. Verse 5, let's slow down and look at it. But the one who does not work, who does nothing, but believes in him who justifies the ungodly, his faith is credited as righteousness. We were just told for three chapters we weren't righteous. Now he's saying this is how you get righteousness. So let's pay attention to that. The one who believes in him who justifies the ungodly. What are the three things here? We've got him. What's him? Him is, him is God. So you have faith in, in God. You have faith in God. Abraham did. Not, not the promise. Okay, so there's a covenant. And there's a promise. He's going to have a son. He's going to be the father of Israel. Abraham didn't have faith in the promise. He had, he had faith in God. And that's, that's very important. That's, that's very, very important. He had faith in God that um, uh, who justifies. Well, who, who justifies? G- Jesus. Right? And you, you get to see that and read that in John 8, 56. But, but it talks about, it's eight, John 8, 56, read it. Read it. When it's in your notes, I'll skip that one. Go to that one and read it. Uh, Abraham and Jesus had a little... It's, it's cool. I'm not going to spoil it. Don't read it. <laughs> so, uh, through Jesus, so he's talking about God, justified with Jesus to the ungodly. Well, who's the ungodly? Well, Paul just said everybody. Everybody who's not Jesus is ungodly. So so that's the, that's the trio. So the summary of this section is Abraham was saved by God through the death of Jesus and the good news is it's available, it's available to us. Right? It's available to all. And, and that's what he's saying right there. Uh, so let's look at the second block. Because Paul, if uh, Abraham's not enough, Paul's got another Old Testament big guy he's bringing. It's, it's baby. Uh, so look at 6, 7, and 8. Uh, and again, he just starts off, just as David also speaks. Uh, so he's talking about David. He's going to quote Psalms. is Psalms 32. You can look it up later. 
Um, and he says, blessed are a few things. He talks about that. Uh, Psalms 32 is talking about when he says blessed, you know, because he's talking about, oh, I'm blessed. You know, I got a great wife. I'm blessed. I got a good job. I'm blessed. He's talking about blessed, like the big blessed, like blessed. Like, and what's the ultimate blessing? It, it's communion with God and righteousness at the end. It's passing the judgment and being with God forever. That's the ultimate. So he's, he's, he's probably big blessed. It's big blessed. So blessed to get to heaven, that kind of stuff. <clears throat> Those are, in verse 7, whose lawless deeds have been forgiven. So lawless is forgiven, uh, and whose sins have been covered. Pay attention to his words. It's, it's, it's important. The sins are covered. I'm a cover. It's still there. It's covered. Pay attention to that. Uh, and then in verse 8, it says, Blessed is the man whose sin the Lord will not take into account. I'm reading the NASD. If you're reading a different version, it may say, whose sins does not count. Remember that we've been talking about judgment. Okay? Bad people, that's a summary of one, two, one, two and three. They face the judgment of God. It's a, it's a court discussion. So when you say it doesn't count, about is you, when you go to court, your account is clear. Okay, you log on to your Discover account and you look up and it's, it's clear. It's not paid. It. it doesn't say. <laughs> it doesn't say. And this, is, this is this is this is like foundational. It doesn't say that Abraham was sinless. Okay, let that rest. Abraham was never declared sinless. Because this is chapter 15, he got this promise and he's declared righteous. Well, he did a lot of stupid things after that. But his sin was covered and his account was clear. And this, this kind of a teaser I put on Facebook today. Like, why, why is your life? Why is your life screwed up when you're a Christian? <laughs> your sins are still there. I, I've been a Christian for a bunch of years. I, I still sin. I still have to face the consequence of that. I have the assurance knowing that when I do face God, it'll be, I'll be credited. My account will be zero. Does that does you see the difference? It's like, why am I still having a rough time as a Christian? Well, because you're probably sinning. Stop doing that. See if I Okay. Yeah. Okay, sorry. Uh, block three. Um, yeah, this is, I mean, Seriously, follow your notes. You'll you'll enjoy what Paul has to say. Block three is verse nine through twelve. Um, this is when we get to talk about circumcision. Yay! Um, so circumcision in this in this instance, just think of circumcision as like a and oh man, I don't want to be disrespectful. It's like a it's like a Jewish ID card. So I don't want to be disrespectful to the to the process, but it's it's just the way to identify a Jew is is circumcision. I don't know how they. Sure, they were in the club, order, but they, they, they circumcised each other, and it was like that's how they identified themselves. Right? Yeah, Mil- military guys, you know, you got your different sayings and your different tattoos, and this means you're uh, Marines. Where they had that's that's what they did. They circumcised each other, so it was a big deal. And don't forget that um, um, 
<laughs> Sorry. Uh, <laughs> don't forget sorry, sorry, sorry. what was happening. That's all right. This is, there's a bunch of jokes we can do. But don't forget <laughs> what's happening at this time is that Paul's convincing the Jews about the Gentiles that can join the church. And the Jews are like, yeah, join the church, but be circumcised. You got to get the ID card. Yeah, you got to get the ID card. And you're not know, like, I'm gonna skip that one. <laughs> no, I'm I'm reading this book. Is it? Or, you know, it, it doesn't say I have to do that. You know, and it's like, yeah, you do. So that was the argument. Here's Paul, here's Paul's argument to them to tell them to chill out. Um, is to he's using Abraham to poke holes in this because uh, there's no debate with the people in the church that Abraham was credited with righteousness. Right? No one argued that. It's cool to think back and say, well, he was credited with righteousness. He was given that by God pre pre circumcision. Pre circumcision. It was before, and circumcision was the sign, the sign of the covenant. And it, it says that actually in the letter. We're going to read it in a second. But it was a sign, not the cause. It was a sign, not the cause. Kind of like kind of like baptism. I'm a Baptist. Sorry. You, you dunk in water. It's it's the sign of the relationship with Christ, not the cause of the relationship with Christ. That makes sense. Okay. Uh, so let's look at let's look at eleven to make sure because this is when it starts getting good news for you and me. <clears throat> Verse eleven, and he received the sign. He being Abraham received the sign of circumcision, the seal of righteousness of the faith which he had while uncircumcised. So he got this seal, the sign of righteousness that he got when he was uncircumcised, so that he may be a father of all who believe without being circumcised, that righteousness may be credited to them. The reason that God had this timing was because he knew he's creating this Israel nation. nation. He's creating this Jewish people. But eventually his grace is meant to cover everybody. So he had, I mean, God was very intentional. This was pre-circumcision. For whatever reason, we'll we'll kind of talk about in later chapters why he picked circumcision to identify the Jews. Because, I mean, it's weird, but he's God. That's what he did. I think it was a good idea. But he, he didn't require it for everybody. And, th- and that's what they're arguing here. So that's that's kind of the section of this church, uh, this this little section here. Um, it's just that helps us where that we don't have to be be there. And it was kind of the, that Jewish law about about circumcision. He, he's continuing to argue the point that, but no, that's not what saves you. Following the law is not what saves you. Okay, well... He knows the Jews. He knows their heart. So he's got to attack the next thing that's coming up. So he does that in verse. And the next block is 13 through 22. And it's the longest block. We're not going to get to all of it because there's some really cool things that you get to discover. But we're going to talk about the first section of it. Uh, In 13 and 14, I'm not going to read those just yet. Uh, The promise, they're talking about the promise of Abraham which is the Abrahamic covenant. Okay, and then it talks in a couple of verses later, it's talking about the law with a capital L, meaning the Mosaic covenant in the Old Testament. Okay, and why do they talk about those two? Why are those two such a big deal? Abraham, Abrahamic covenant and the Mosaic covenant were the only two covenants that required circumcision. And he just said that the Abrahamic covenant didn't, you know, doesn't require it. The argument was 
And the argument is today to some people, Abraham was created as righteousness before the law, but then God gave us the law. So now we got to do that. You know, it's, it's, a, it's a sequential thing. And, and that's the argument. Is well, no, Moses said we had to. He, he reinstated the circumcision. And so Abraham starts picking that apart because they're, they're really focused on circumcision. For, it's, it's really kind of weird um, to me, but I'm not, you know, I'm not Jewish. Um, but understand that. Read this section as if you're a Jew in the church. Don't, don't self-apply it. Your application comes later, but to understand it, you read it as if you're a Jew because that's the audience, right? Don't 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 think about you yet. Um, verse fourteen says, you know, if the law is greater than the promise, meaning, and you read that like this: uh, for those who are of the law, capital L, are heirs. Right before that, heirs were the heirs of Abraham, so they're coming under the Abrahamic covenant. The law is just real confusing. Your notes will really walk you through it. If you'll follow them, they'll be good. Um, but if, if those people who are covered in the Abrahamic covenant are actually saved by the law, then their faith is void and their promise is nullified. If, that's what he's saying. If you want to pick the law, that's what he said in chapter 2, isn't it? If you pick the law, you're going to die by the law. And be real careful that you do that. Um uh, 15 talks about the law brings wrath. Um, we don't have to go into that in detail. 16, we need to pay attention to for a second. I'm going to read it a little slower. 16 says, For this reason, or therefore, we talk about therefore, we use it all the time. Um, it is by faith, in order that it may be in accordance with grace, so that the promise will be guaranteed to all descendants and not only to those that are of the law. Man, Paul uses a ton of words to say something very simple. And this is what you were talking about earlier. Break it down. <clears throat> it's by faith, by grace, that the promise is guaranteed to all descendants. Does that make sense? <clears throat> In verse 17, God gives a life. <clears throat> To those who believe, and causing the, uh, sorry, look at 17. I'm sorry. I, I told you I got off my notes, so I had, to, I had to look back at it. Verse 17 is really cool. As it is written, the Father of many nations that have made you. In the presence of him who believed, even God, who gave his life to the dead, and caused into being that which does not exist. Okay, so. I'm going to let you discover this. I'm going to skip ahead just in the interest of time. But read 17 and then read the other and see how Paul, he's a, he's a genius. He puts this together with Abraham. Because what was dead for Abraham? What was the promise? The promise was the son, Sarah's womb. Abraham was 100. A lot of things weren't supposed to work. God made it work. It's pretty cool how he does that and it pulls in grace. So, but you discover that on your own. Just in time, it's, it's fun. You, it, the notes will lead you through it. Let's get down to the best part. Um, which is the last block one you want, chapter 23, 24, or verse 23, 24, and 25. I put, I put the wrong page up in the slide. <clears throat> Here's Paul's closing part, part of this. Now, not for his sake only, being Abraham's, it was written, it was credited to him. 
verse 24, but for our sake also, whom it will be credited, and those who believe in him who raised Jesus our Lord from the dead. Pay attention to that. Because it looks a lot like verse 5 when he says, believes him who justifies the ungodly. Now he's talking about believes him who raised Jesus from the dead. It's the same path. God who raised Jesus from the dead. God justifies through Jesus the dead. We're the dead. You get it? Um, He who was delivered over because of our transgressions, this is verse 25, and was raised because of our justification. Two big points. Why was Jesus crucified? Our transgression. Fancy word for sin. What happened to our sin that David was talking about? It was covered. Jesus, Jesus went to the cross to cover our sin. Why was he raised? Because of our justification. And that's why Easter is so awesome. Easter is better than Christmas. Christian wise, Christmas is awesome. But I mean, Easter is like, it's the end. I mean, if without Easter, without the resurrection, our sin would just be covered until we got to court. But because of the resurrection, our sin is covered. And when God looks back, Jesus has cleared it. Does that make sense? And that's his argument. And here's the, here's the cool part. In verse 5, it says, therefore, and then Alice gets to talk about the rest. <laughs> but here's here's the point. And this is this this follows our conversation that we're having earlier. Of of good, of good, of doing good. Right? Listen. Abraham was saved. He was credited as righteous because of his faith. And that's it. He hadn't done jack for God before that point. God looked at him and says, I'm calling you righteous because I want to. And it says, Abraham had faith. So God can look at you and say, I'm going to call you righteous. And you can, you can even say, well, that's because I have faith. Well, no, you can't. Faith is a gift. According to Ephesians 2, 8 through 9, 2 Peter 1, 1. Philippians 1.29 and Acts 3.16. Faith is a gift. So faith that requires, God requires faith to call you right. He gives you that faith that's going to, for you to be called righteous. I mean, there's, there's, there's nothing you do. And when I say nothing you do, there, there's nothing you do. And that's, hard, that's a hard pill to swallow. It's a hard pill to swallow because we want to do idolatry, moralism, legalism, or have our identity, which is the first thing. We, we go back to those. There's nothing I can do. But, the, but it says, you know, accept, believe, and confess. Well, that's in Romans. That's the Roman road. That's in Romans. There's nothing. I mean, I'm Baptist, right? Tell the Baptist, you don't have to pass the plate on Sunday morning. So, so woo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you do. The Catholic Church, I've seen them pass it twice. Woo. Well, yeah, tell the Catholic Church, you, don't worry about that communion, don't do it anymore. I'll go, 
we were the service. My, my wife was raised Catholic. Yeah. We got married in a full Catholic mass. But one so, time we were at, I think it was a Catholic church in Conway, but, and they passed the plate for the offering. And at the end, towards the end of the service, they said that we're going to pass the plate again. You weren't generous enough. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. And my business partner said that they pass it and says that give what you can, and if you can't give, take what you need. That's pretty good. Uh, then they <laughs> changed their ways. And, <laughs> <laughs> so over the last seventeen years, it's been it's been yeah. Bad about yeah, yeah, that's bad, sir. No, no, I am born great. I told you, don't do that, bad, sir. But that's, that's that's not the point. The point is, we all have our have our thoughts of how we become. I mean, I love this church. Tell this church to drop the life groups. I mean, it's a core. Look, I mean, life groups are good. I'm not trying to say they're bad. I mean. These are all good things. Passing the plate's good. Taking communion's good. Life groups are good. You don't, you don't have to do that. You don't have to do that. You don't have to tithe for God to call you righteous. You don't have to come to church. You don't have to show up this Bible study. You don't have to do this. For God to call you righteous. You're like, well, all those things good. Yes. Here's the point. Rest from the work of your salvation. Stop working for your salvation so that you can work towards the glory of his kingdom. Stop working towards your salvation. You can go work for his glory. That's that's the point. And that's the therefore he's supposed to talk about this good stuff. But that'll that'll change your life. That'll change your life. If you're not here busy trying to make God happy with you, you're out there trying to show other people how good God is, that'll change your life. And, and doing this will bless you this week. Giving your money will bless you. It will further the kingdom. It won't make God love you more than he already does. Right? That's, that's, that's Romans 4. Okay, let's pray. The Lord, we just, we just can't even, we will still argue with you that this is, can't be true, that you love us this much. And, and we just pray. I pray. I do that. I try to make you happy and just trying to make you understand that I'm good and you know I'm not. Just pray to you, turn me loose of that. Help me to be free. That's the freedom in Christ. Help me to have that. Help this group to have that, this church to have that, so we can go out and do your work for your glory. We just pray to you that you make this possible through your son, Jesus. Uh, In his name we pray. Amen. Amen.